Welcome to your effing 40s. I'm Leanne McLeod. And I'm Corey Harding. Thanks for listening. Here we go. I am totally, totally, like, I totally forgot we were going to do this. Oh, did you? So you're not like even prepared. So many of our early guests, Leanne, <laughs> we'd, we'd call them and surprise them, like, oh, yeah, that's today. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Remember that? Remember yes. That? Yeah, <laughs> I do. Standing in, um, well, really deep in Puerto uh, Vallarta here, saying goodbye to my buddy Scott Dumas, comedian who uh, is flying home to uh, Calgary today. Okay. So we, uh, we're going to do some sombrero shopping, or actually Tejano shopping, which oh. is Mexican cowboy hat. Right. More or less. It looks like a cowboy hat, but it's—they call it the Texas the Tejano. So, how are you doing? Um, you know, surviving Canada, I guess you could say. So, since I've been fired in October, we didn't really touch base on that. I got fired while in WCB, and not paid very much to leave after twelve years. And because Justin Trudeau passed that federal law that if you were gone from your company for ninety days, even with COVID or whatever that they could let you go now, even if it's disability. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you, Justin yeah. Trudeau. Another yeah. thank you, a-hole. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and today, uh, today, the day we record this, uh, the uh, World Economic Forum is getting together and uh, meeting on deciding on our futures. Oh, that's uh, great. How that's going to go. That's great. So if you're not informed on them, check them out in the uh, Great Reset, because this is all part of it. They're trying to bleed, bleed the uh, public out, and it's only going to be the one percenters, and uh, you'll own nothing and be happy. Yep. Yeah, you'll be happy. Universal basic income is coming. Yeah. Yeah. Good Lord. Eh? So how am I coming in? I'm walking down a very busy street in Mexico. No, that's fine. That's not too bad, actually. Really? What's that noise? Okay. What's that so noise? That's, uh, that's brakes on a bus. Oh, <laughs> nice. We're getting the Mexican experience right now. If you, if you guys are all sitting in the cold yeah. right now, enjoy it. Corey's describing yeah. what's going yeah. on in his world. <laughs> so, he's got yeah. a little hard it's life not, right now. <laughs> it's not the beach sound that you uh, most of you go searching for. I've gone deep and local. Deep and local. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, my Spanish is getting better by the day. Yesterday, yesterday, I... Um, <laughs> I know. I can't. I can't believe you uh, beat me to Bandejo. Yeah, and I'm not even like I'm not even in in Mexico right now. I just love Spanish. Yeah, I just love the whole culture. <laughs> Did they just call, heard you call it saying Bandejo? Yeah. See. <laughs> Sorry. We're being, <laughs> we're being sold something in the street right now. Trying to oh. get by that. Tell them anyway. that you're on a show. <laughs> Welcome yeah, to the yeah, F40s yeah. Live. <laughs> Senora, podcast, podcasto. Pen handling at its best. <laughs> podcasto. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, uh, been, uh, it's been weird not having you around. Killer Karen's been taking over your position on stage and talking about beaver bits. I mean, Tim bits, whatever the frick it is. Tim beaver or whatever the hell they call it. Uh, Did you hear about that? 
No, I've uh, haven't really been paying attention to Canada, <laughs> to tell you the truth. And uh, so, long uh, story short, Justin Bieber signed with Tim Hortons, and the last show. I know you don't, you never listen to our shows. I only have to because I have to edit them. <laughs> but uh, we talked about Beaver bits. So they they had uh, the Tim bits. They uh, call, yeah, yeah, they called them uh, Tim Beaver or something. I don't know what the hell it was. But people were trying right. to sell the boxes for like five hundred bucks. On the marketplace. I'm not even kidding you. We like got sell them and ship them? Yeah. Like they had them on marketplace for 500 bucks for the box. Like just the box alone. And I started laughing. I'm like, really? They even have merchandise, apparently. Which. Wow. Yeah. So I was like, well, okay. So the, they called it Tim Beebs. And I was like, why wouldn't they? Like, I was like, and then I said, well, not Beaver Bits, <laughs> right? Yeah. And, and then they said, well, because they'll, you know, then if it's Beaver Balls, it could turn into Beaver Balls. And then we had PETA involved. Anyways, that was on our last show. <laughs> but uh, we hadn't had a chance to discuss that. So I thought that you'd find that no. entertaining from the little hole, you know, from all the way from Canada to Mexico. Yes, they had t- yeah. Tim Beebs. So this is what our <laughs> world's come to now is we've got Beaver Bits. Well, that was close. How about we turn our do not disturb? That's actually really funny. I'm going to leave that. That's my mom recalling. Mama! I had time really good, didn't I? <laughs> so, uh, we're going to do do not disturb for a minute. <laughs> Sorry, what? Now, what are you doing there? Walking. What am I doing there today? Yeah. yeah. I am uh, going uh, shopping for oh, yeah, with hats. my buddy before right. he... Uh, right. Leaves. Is he with um, you right now? So we're walking. Sorry, you're you're with him right now. Yeah, we're walking down the road, sidewalk road, sidewalk road, depending on the condition of each. Is normally how you go about it here. On our way uh, to do uh, something, a little shopping before he leaves. A little shopping, and uh, then uh, yeah, and well, then I don't know. I'm gonna uh, decide my future and fate. I may go see in a see another beach for a few days, and then. Uh, Back into Puerto Vallarta. Moving around is awesome and seeing things, but staying in one place and kind of getting to know an area, I have quite enjoyed. It's uh, it's a different experience. And uh, you can make connections if you stick longer because you start to become a familiar face to more people. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, so, then you can, you can learn all the Mexican slang for me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've already learned um, tactics. Taxi cab, well, they call it taxi cab Spanish, but I'm learning Spanish from taxi cab drivers by having conversations with them nice. and uh, asking them questions. So very nice. That's uh, yeah, it's a good way to learn. If you're gonna if you're gonna pay a dude to drive you somewhere, you may as well learn some Spanish from. So this is uh, no. show sixty four. Sixty four. Yeah, sixty four. We're climbing. We're going. We're going. We took some. You know, we took a bit of a break, which was good. I think. You know. Oh yeah. Our audience wasn't too happy. I did have some messages from people saying, where are you guys? That's another thing. You guys want to reach out to us. You know, sponsorship's a huge thing. This, You know, we pay to have the show put out, and we put our time in for free. We love entertaining you guys, but we do need sponsorship. It's very important to keep the equipment going. Today was my run of batteries. That was funny. I was trying to get ready for you. And both, both <laughs> yeah. the mic thing died. Like both of them started like flashing and I'm like running around the house and thank God in one of our drawers, there was double A batteries, which I don't know why. Cause I never use any. <laughs> oh yeah. You just 
pick the big one? No, I don't need it. I got a creative imagination. I don't need those toys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure the audience right now is going, what the hell, Leanne? Yeah, then what do you do with Chris? Right, right. Uh, yeah, lots of fun. It's like, a, it's like a jungle gym. Yeah, and I repaired my marriage again. So that was good. That uh, took some work. That's another thing in the pandemic that everybody's apparently really on the divorce side right now. Wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me. Corey's got um, five girlfriends right now. He's uh, a little your bit relationships kid. work good in theory until uh, you're forced in the same room for more than four hours together. Yeah, yeah, it wakes you up big time. We've yeah. got Dave Temple coming on the show this week. We've got Jeremy Pearden, who's an artist. Dave Temple's uh, recording studio manager. He's been in music a long time. And then we also have Steve yeah. McQueen. Oh, who, awesome. Who is one of Calgary's favorite rock bands. Very talented. Yeah. The whole band is talented. I went and saw yeah. them and I had a blast. Yeah. It's a great party. Everywhere he goes, it's just such a great party. Yeah. And, and yeah, yeah so we're, a... we're very lucky right now. I'm looking forward to you getting some stuff from Mexico. Yeah. I'm lining up some interesting stuff. Hopefully, uh, yeah, some CEOs of Canadian business that have uh, fled to uh, Mexico in a more... Uh, I don't know, democratic state as far as uh, what you're allowed to do with your lives and make a living. Yeah. It's been interesting. The, um, they actually tried the, uh, hey, close down all the shops. Everyone go to Costco, one Walmart, and the people protested it, and they had to pull it back. Good. So, yeah. Good. So it's, uh, <laughs> I'm doing the intro to the show, man. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Scott. See. <laughs> <laughs> You only have one more minute, don't worry. I'm killing two birds with one stone. <laughs> hey, this is Mexico. What you got to expect is nothing ever goes as planned. Exactly. Uh, and you, re you really have to just sort of change your whole attitude. It's like, you know, it's, people say it's like, oh, yeah, it's three o'clock. And then it's like, okay, how about, you know, halfway through the day? It's like, how about uh, four? Uh, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe it's looking more like 430. Oh, okay, six. Right? And it's like. That you, would drive uh, me nuts. It's, it's, uh, it, yeah, you just got to go, all right, today I'm going to get one thing done, maybe yeah. two, yeah. depending on how I get at it. It's like, a, you just can't pack a day and try and uh, work a schedule. So what you're telling me is I'm already living like that right now. For whatever reason. But... Yeah, I'm already, I'm already doing the Mexican <laughs> life. I got La Vida Loca going on in Calgary. So I think I'm, I'm kind of following suit other than I don't get the warm weather. Yeah, well, hopefully that's uh, in about a month. Yeah, well, that's when yeah. You it, and that's exactly when you're slipping back to the country. I know how you work. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm uh, four months away. Four months away sounds like such a great round number. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Adventure yeah. of it all. Yes, I will be with you. And we can't wait to have you back. I'm coming back. Good, good. I, uh, just don't know when. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we love oh, you, Corey. Fun. And Say hi to yeah. Scott. Cheers. And yeah. thanks, thanks for, for listening, us. everybody. Yeah, and, uh, show 64. Thanks for allowing uh, uh, you know me to continue doing this while I still pursue uh, a life of happiness. His second midlife crisis. Okay, <laughs> 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 we love you lots, and we will talk to you guys soon. Stay tuned for some more great shows. You bet. Thanks for listening. <laughs> okay, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> All right. Cheers. Bye. Bye.
Hello. Hey, Jamie, it's Leanne from the Effing 40s. Hi there. It's nice to finally talk to you. You too. So I've been uh, a friend of yours for a little bit on Facebook, and I've been looking at all of your work, and I am absolutely like stunned how talented you are. That's very kind of you. Thank you. Very talented. Like the stuff that you do is amazing. I'm at a loss for words. <laughs> oh, okay, well, we can start over if you want to do it that way. <laughs> <laughs> so what is it like have you been an artist your whole life yeah yeah i started when i was seven years old okay did and my first oil painting when i was seven oh wow and so is that what you've been doing your whole entire life then well indiscreetly yeah it was in grade two a teacher had done something that embarrassed me and so it, it kind of stuck with me and then went home that night and i was really bothered by it and that night I had a dream and in this dream I was drawing this dog that used to be in these old hush puppy shoe commercials it was like a voice narrating it and was saying do it like this do it like that and I have the shortest attention span ever I suck at school and everything like that but for some reason this dream I just stuck with and I grasped it and I understood it and the next morning, I drew the dog. That's awesome. What did you do with it? You just decided your entire life that that was what you were going to do? Or have you had several careers? No. Actually, I never went public with my art till about nine years ago. Okay. So I, I kept it hidden for about 45 years. Wow. So it's just like a yeah. thing that you did at home. It's always been my go-to when I'm having a bad day or something's stressing me out or I'm in a good, good mood. It, it was just always my, I, I've got a very, very overactive imagination. It's always been my way to open the floodgate on the imagination in my head. Just let it pour out. Otherwise, I, I can't sleep or anything. That's just all in there. Thought up, thought up, thought how old are you? Do you mind me asking that? Because it is the effing 40s. I'm 56. 56, okay. So still yeah. just out of the realm <laughs> of the effing. What were your 40s like? That's a good question, actually. From the uh, mid-80s through to early 90s, I was doing stand-up and improv comedy. Okay. And uh, I've always loved doing theater or performing arts. But... I took a hiatus because I also, in the comedy history, there's a lot of uh, demons. Yeah. And I partook in those to, to a bad level. And uh, so I took a few years off to get my head together. And then I started doing the Sebastian Steele hypnosis show. Okay. So for 23 years, I've been, and, and still, I can't right now because it's COVID. Right. But, uh, but yeah, I've been doing that across Western Canada since 98. And you do hypnosis. Yeah, I still do. Yeah, the Sebastian cool. Steele hypnosis. That's just you though, right? Yeah. <laughs> I had a hypnotist on my uh, stage, Chris, I think it was. Was it Chris? Okay. Yeah, and it was cool. <laughs> it was just before COVID really shut us down. I'd like to see it again. I hope that things open up. That must be making it pretty tough, but I see that you're selling your art. I'm trying to sell the art. 
<laughs> Fine, though, right now, I think it's hard for everybody. When COVID first hit, that was the best art sales I ever had because everybody was at home and on their computers. Yeah. And so they were they were checking out the art a lot more. So I my the first year of COVID, I did very well with the art. And then into the second lockdown, I think the first lockdown, people were like, they, they weren't really taking it serious that uh, this is nothing kind of thing. Yeah. And then when the second lockdown hit is when it, I think when people went, okay, this is bad. Businesses are going under like crazy. People are, the, the mental health out there, the financial way it's hitting everybody, the loss, everything. I think ever since the second lockdown, anybody that is doing okay financially, they're sitting yeah. Well, I'd have to agree with you. I've seen a lot of it, you know, in this industry right now in entertainment. It's not just affecting the business owners, it's affecting the artists. Like music is just, I feel very, very badly for a lot of these artists right now. The singer songwriters and the bands. Oh, yeah. Like, you well, know, yeah, right up the ladder, up to even someone like the major recording artists. Yeah. Stuff too. They, everybody's feeling it. Yeah. It's like it took the joy. I think and just right now too. <laughs> I'm sorry, I missed that. It took the joy and stomped on it. <laughs> yep, it did. The only way musicians are making money over the past few years, really, wasn't so much on album sales. I think a lot of times musicians really depend on uh, on live venues. Yes, uh, selling their merch at events and. and yeah, well, and we're losing that, right? A lot of venues are being shut down and a lot of lo- venues just can't do it anymore. They can't cope with all the COVID rules. And I'm in that industry as well. Just, you know, with my show, I also have a stage show. And I'm seeing it everywhere. And uh, like the Calgary Musician page, it, it's just, it's, it's, it's very disheartening, but we have to somehow adapt, right? Like that's... Yeah. So, yeah. which was a funny thing. I was like looking at all your art and I'm like, why is he not like... I'd like to mix you with some of the music on the stage show. Like put you in the corner to sell your art. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. (laughs) But I was thinking of this already before I actually reached out to you. And I'd seen your stuff online. And my mom is an artist privately. And she does. Oh, cool. Yeah, she just kind of started more now in her 60s. And I'm finding that like a lot of people are starting new careers and new ventures in like, like the 40 and up. And actually yeah. finding ways to adapt to our situation. So I kind of found like yours, all your posts, I find very inspirational. And I love looking at your art. Uh, thank you very much. Yeah, you're very talented. And I hope people buy lots from you. Actually, when we put the show out, <laughs> I would love. <laughs> but I'd love to have you down actually at the, one of the actual live shows that we do one night on a Wednesday. That'd be wonderful. Yeah, we have uh, a lot of fun with giveaway swag and stuff like that. And I uh, showcase original slinger songwriters and bands. So it'd be nice to get you mixed in with that. But yeah, my business is about networking and I don't mind saying it online because I love when I connect with music, business and now art, which I've been looking for. Comedy we have. Uh, Corey's and my co-host who's actually you probably know, I don't know if you know him or not, uh, Corey Harding. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. So he's my co-host. 
but he's in Mexico right now. <laughs> so I've been doing the show by myself and doing the intros with him. <laughs> so I'm calling him Cartel Corey, and he's been there since October. <laughs> so trying to get the show out on Spotify and having him around has been a, a difficult thing. And I had sent this, I had sent your picture off to him and he's like, wow. Like he was very shocked by the art and stuff like that. He was really impressed. So I wish he was here to help oh, interview. <laughs> but he probably knows you now, right? So yeah. And that's a small community. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you do for fun? Like what's your biggest thing other than drawing? Since I went public with my art, it just snowballed. And um and, and knock on wood. Uh, I've been very blessed to have uh have a lot of success going with it and uh but it's it's got to the point where I have no life. <laughs> <laughs> it is now a business. <laughs> well, I'm pretty much I'm up at four in the morning and I think straight through until nine ten at night I'm I'm working on projects. That's awesome. Uh, I'm doing things for the film industry, uh work on storyboard art, uh concept art, uh poster art been working on some album covers for some musicians and, and band posters, that type of stuff as well, too. Uh, working on screenplay, so I'm doing a bit of writing as well, too. Nice. And uh, and some acting here and there. Very but, nice. Uh, for the most part, every day has just been... It, it, I can't say it's work because uh, I'm doing what I love doing. I, I get, I'm, I'm lucky enough that I get to, for a living do what I'm passionate about. Yeah. Is my spare time and my work time, they're all pretty much intertwined with each other. It's gone from a hiding it to a here it is and, and you're, you're making money off it, which is awesome. You know? Yeah. When I went public with it, it, it was, um, it was a stranger, a complete stranger that talked me into going public with my art. My mom was terminal and she was in hospice at the time. And so, our, of course, our family was doing the taking turns, the 24-hour vigil kind yeah. of thing. So everybody's taking their turns, sleeping on a cot in the room kind of thing, 24-7. So one of the things I used to do to bide my time when I was there was uh, go into the common area at a table. And I had a handful of drawings that I started. I was, I was notorious for starting drawings and never finishing them. So I had about 20 or 30 drawings that were started and just never finished. And I'd had them around for like years. Yeah. So I thought to keep my head in a good place, I would work on those. And so I brought them down to the hospice and I'd sit at the table in the common area and draw on those. And there was somebody else who had a family member that was in hospice. And so they bided their time by watching me bide my time. And they just kind of hung out and watched me draw. And the guy asked me where he could see my art. And I told him that I don't have it out there. I can't keep it myself. And uh, he was really stern. He was, you know, this is wrong. This is bullshit. Art needs to be seen. And you need to get this stuff out there. If that isn't a sign. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, eh? Yeah. And look what you're doing. Like, you know, you, it's never too late to start, right? Like, that's one thing you can tell people. It's never too late to start doing what you love, especially, you know, towards the part, the halfway part of your life. 
So. Absolutely. Absolutely. I've just recently lost a friend to suicide. Ugh. And it's so saddening. And, and, and I know I've been there myself, too. And I think a lot of people have yes. been there. And especially these days with what's going on, it's, it's very easy to slip into a very dark area. But I think you know, a lot of people are in that state and I was in that state. And I think too, like when this, like when I had this stuff out there and I was working and, and I'd kept it myself and this guy had come up and said, get this stuff out there. People need to see this. And there's so many people out there as well too, that I think that are in that dark place. And, you know, I, I'm probably off track here from what we were talking about. No, but I think but. it's good to reach out and talk about that because we don't do a lot of that on the show. I kind of, I stay away from it sometimes because everybody's been there and I've done it myself. And I, I think I people kinda, don't know what's around the corner. We were taught, that's yeah, it. We were talking yeah. about uh, it's go. never too early. Never it's too never late. too late. Yeah. To start. Right. And, and, uh, you know, as towards my friend that had, that had uh, taken his life, I know back when I hit rock bottom at the drug thing and I took a hiatus from show business, I know as a performer, it's not just what I do, it's who I am. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of entertainers out there that uh, people think it's just a hobby, but they don't understand in, a, in an artist or a creative person uh, that that are doing it as a career. Yeah, everybody thinks it's just a hobby. I know, and <laughs> I get that. Trust me, everybody thinks the podcast is a hobby and easy. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Right. This is a lot of and work. <laughs> it's hard for people to take you serious. Yes, it is. Or to get people to take you serious. Yeah. And uh, so I know when when I took the hiatus off to to get clean and get sober. Yeah. Uh, I hit a really bad bout of depression where I tried to take my own life. Yeah. And because I thought, you know what? I screwed up. I, I gave it all up. I lost it all. I burnt bridges. I'll never be able to work in entertainment again because everybody knows me as a, as it was unreliable and whatnot. And but it was it was the weirdest thing because I remember when I was trying to commit suicide, there was a voice in my head that just said, "This isn't you. Yeah, you don't know who you are anymore. Yeah, go out and find yourself. Yeah, and then decide if you hate yourself." Wow. And the weirdest thing, the weirdest thing was the very next day, a person came into the bar I was managing and. They said they were practicing hypnosis to do a show and was wondering if they could practice on my clientele and do a show, work the bugs out. And I'd never seen a stage show before, but I knew how to do hypnosis. The whole time he was doing a show, I was critiquing him in my head. And that's when it hit me like, there it is. There's a sign. This is your way to get back on stage again. Yeah. And gave up everything and went back and showed us. But I know the part that brought, put me up in that room and wanting to end it all was because the life I was living wasn't who I was. I was an entertainer. Yeah. In my heart and soul. Yeah. I longed to be on a stage and sitting and doing retail in stores and the mall and 
managing bars and stuff. It was, it just wasn't who I was. And it impacted me in a big way that to that, to push you to that point where I was almost making a big part of life. And I think a lot of people out there need to understand that when you find yourself in a bad situation, a situation you want to happen, that's not the end. No. It's not the end. It, you know, it, I always said, if you want to know, there, there's always something around the corner. This is I'm getting to the point. Yeah, it's just, okay. a, yeah, kind of have point. to hit a wall first, I think, to actually realize that you're unhappy and, and decide what you want to really do. It's hard work. You oh, have to, yeah. people are trying to, you know, like, if you want to do something you're passionate about, just because you love doing it doesn't mean it's going to be easy. <laughs> Anything fact, I think worthwhile is probably as hard as hell. <laughs> absolutely. There, there's two. There's two sayings that I I, I just love that I, I I really live by. One of them is every awesome crop started out covered in shit. That's a great saying. And and another one is good sailors don't come from calm seas. That's a great saying. You know, you want to be good at something or you want to do something you're passionate about. You, you got to be able to get out there, roll your sleeves up. And get and, dirty. <laughs> and get dirty. That's right. And get Stop dirty. Your elbows up. Did you know, what, I'll give you a, a get dirty story quick. I know I'm interviewing, but I like to throw it in sometimes. Um, I, when I started the beggar, cause I don't work there. I just network with them and I do my shows. I actually yeah. sanded like a hundred chairs and painted hundred bar stools just to get my show on stage. <laughs> like, wow. I, I work my tail off. I did all the renovations with them and I helped them and, uh, they appreciate it. But I, like I joke around cause people sit on the bar stool. I'm like, I painted that. Get your feet off of it. <laughs> like, well, what's I'm key there. to what we do and what you do yeah. is relationships you build with people. Well, and, I, and that's what I love. That's I like, like, I like reaching out. Like, I love when people say yes to an interview because, you know, it gives the, it gives them a little bit of bump because we are worldwide, not to toot my own horn, but we worked really hard to get there. We're the top mm -hmm. 30 out of 50 in Alberta. So that's awesome because there's thousands. And yeah. I just wanted us to be different and mix business with music, with arts with like just life in general before after and in between and i wanted to people mm -hmm. to hear different stories that i thought were unique and i know facebook is a weird place to look but people are somewhat what they say they are and when you talk to them you get more and that's why i was really interested in you because i was like looking at his post and like those are really like everything that you do is pretty cool and i like to bring cool people on my show <laughs> And I think everybody's, everybody's got a story, right? It's weird not having Corey because he usually shuts me up. Um, so you can shut me up if you want. But I, I really, I want to thank you for coming on our show. And I would like to invite you down. And I always invite my guests back. What kind of links can people find you at? Well, on, on Facebook, I have a page that's specifically for my art and acting and everything. And it's Jamie Pruden, artist, actor, entertainer. Okay. And I'm on Twitter on at Jay Prudenart. All right. 
And I am on Instagram at Jamie underscore Pruden underscore artist. And do you have a web page yet or is it just those three right now? I do, but you know what? I, I'm very tech dumb. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll join you on that. <laughs> And 15 minutes to set up the I haven't been on there to update it in years. Okay. <laughs> well, you can, I get frustrated. I mean, and I'm like, ah. They can see your stuff on Facebook. That's where I found you. So. Oh, absolutely. And, and Instagram, everything's put up on my Instagram there as well, too. And I do have an Etsy store if anybody's interested in purchasing any of the art. Yeah, they just have to go on to Etsy and it's that's awesome so i'm gonna send you an invite to the beggar jamie for one of our nights get you down there get you to check out what we do and uh okay. i would love to have you back and i thank you very much for your time tonight thank you for having me i uh, i i hope i did it okay you did fine <laughs> all right can i do it yeah <clears throat> Live from the Blind Beggar Smokehouse, it's the Effing 40s Podcast. Woo! Welcome to the Effing 40s Podcast, you guys. We're uh, live from the beggar. We're live every Wednesday. Every Wednesday. you got to come down here. We're doing an original showcase, and we are showcasing original talent, which is pretty exciting. you got to come down, buy some tickets, support your local music. Um... Karen is going to be with me until Corey comes back from Mexico in like March or April. And Chris is being a smart ass right now, but that's okay. Cause we like that. He's making it eventful. Does he get to hit all the buttons? <laughs> yes, he does. I never get to hit the buttons. I know, buttons. but the buttons are back there and you're up here. Hit another button. Woo. That's uh, telling us to get everybody up here. So how's your week, Karen? My week? Yes. What do we have to discuss this We have to discuss this. Okay, guys. Y'all listening? Yeah. Okay, so my band, Shoulder High Weeds, is going to be playing at the Blind Beggar this Saturday, January 22nd. And the show goes up next Friday. But it's going to be a good show. We're excited. It's all right. Yeah. All right. Some of us are excited. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, we decided... We, you and I decided, yes. we're talking about getting like branded liquor. Yeah. Shoulder high weeds. Yeah. So we were talking about for that night only, we are going to develop a shoulder high weeds shooter. Okay. And uh, our lovely bartender that's supposed to be helping us is hiding in the back. What? Tonight. Yeah. Krista. No, she's gone. She, she left. She left. She left. She didn't want to see this. She didn't, she didn't want to experiment last time, apparently, and that didn't go well. But anyways, I have a question to ask. I was asking people what their favorite shooter was, and they all looked at me weird. They're like, what do you mean shooter? And I'm like, you know, the high alcohol content and the, <laughs> and the itty bitty glasses that you just open your mouth and shoot it back. They're like, oh, a shot. Shooter That's what shot. I said. Shooter shot. Maybe so they I thought went, it was like a shooter shooter, like a bang well, bang no. shooter. They said they told me we were talking about this, and they told me that no one calls it a shooter. What? Everyone just calls it a shot. Yes, is this, the 30, is this okay. like the thirty under crowd? Because I want to know this right now. Uh, okay, you guys, we gotta no. ask you. Is so it I'm a gonna shooter ask, or a shot? Is it? They're saying shot. See, in our day, <laughs> in, our day myself, in our day, in our day, it was a shooter, right? Well, I guess shooter could be taken two ways. Well, it's, I get it. It's either or, but um, 
they were like looking at me like dumbfounded. Like, what do you mean shooters? They're called shots. Hey, let's go do some shots. And I'm like, no, you want to go do a shooter? Wait, so what is it? I would, I have shots. I guess the new terminology is shots. So we know this now. It's shots. Is it? Yeah. Is it shots? All right. Okay, so we're outdated. Welcome anyway, to the effing 40s. Anyway, so Shoulder High crowd. Weeds is going to have shots named after them for that show. Nice. That just sounds weird. I know. Whatever. I know. All right, so we're going to get White Owl up here, <gasps> and she's going to come up and talk Are about Are we going to do a draw? Well, yeah, we can do a draw. Let's do a draw. Okay. Everybody, you guys have human input downloaded? Everybody get Our the human input. audience. All y'all get the human input yep. app on their phone. Win some swag. Do the check-in quick. Okay, you got to keep talking, Karen, because I'm having... <laughs> it is Corey's Chinese surveillance app. <laughs> can we... What? We're going to... Seriously, we can say that? Why not? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> It's my show. <laughs> Probably canceled later on anyways. So there goes, there goes the 4,000 downloads. We love you guys regardless of what race you are. And we're just dumb white people sometimes. How will you take it that way? Jeez. <laughs> and Karen's like, I'm not doing shows with you anymore. All right. We're going to do a draw right now. All right. Did you download the app? I did. You go, okay. go get your phone, your quick. Phone? Go get okay. your phone. We'll wait. It's okay. It's all right. Did you download it? You can do it. Download it. We'll wait. What are you giving away? What? What are you going to give away? Uh, I'm going to give away a big rock hat and a bottle opener. Yeah. To our large audience right now, which is actually, I'm not going to say this is a great night to actually practice this because now we're going to be doing a podcast live on stage every week, you guys. We're recording, so we hope you come down and see us. You guys ready? There's Wait, one in. Are you in? Yeah. Does it say you in? Yeah. Are you yeah, in? You guys They're in. Okay. Well, where are you? I don't know. We got it just one. says one. Somebody didn't do it right. You're in? Are you in? I'm in. What the? Refresh. Refresh. Okay, reset. Okay, I'm going to do this again. Do it again. All right. Doing it again. Okay, now it has zero opt-ins. Oh, one. Really? It's got one. Okay, we're going to hit the thing and see what it does. Technology is a fun Oh, thing. look at oh, that. there we go. Oh, oh yeah. You got a hat. We have a winner. She okay. can have the hat. And a bottle opener. She can have it. Okay, so. There you go. I don't know technology, but you can have it. <laughs> can you re-gift? Is that a rule? Can you re-gift? Yeah, we can re-gift. All right. Yeah, we can totally re-gift. All right. So, White Owl, and I almost called you by your name. Um, thanks yeah, for joining geez. us. We can't call her by her name. No, no, no you can no. call me by my name. Yeah, it's Karina. <laughs> <laughs> we just like, I didn't get the stalkers. memo. Yeah, White Owl. So what? What's uh, let's let's start with the White Owl. Where does that come from? So originally, I wasn't a solo act. I had a bandmate. I won't go too much into detail with that. You know how bands disband. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but when I came up with the name, is more so like a fresh start. Owls are just, I don't know, I find them fascinating. They're fascinating creatures. 
and they're super wise. I'd and like, they can like turn their head all the way around, all the way around which is creepy, yeah. but also cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know. White Owl just kind of stuck out in my brain and white is kind of like a clean slate, fresh start. And, you know, I started trying to do my solo career years ago and obviously didn't go anywhere. And then the band and I, we kind of were together and then we disbanded and then we got back together and that's kind of when White Owl grew. And then obviously we're not together anymore, just artistic differences. But because I put so much, you know, blood, sweat and guts into the name and everything that White L stands for, I just kind of kept it and it's kind of become my stage persona, I guess you could say. So, yeah, it's, I don't know, just something pure and artistic and fresh. Pure? I've been I'm, talking I'm pro- you up at the bar for like the last <laughs> hour. Well, we're not going to talk about that for Sorry. <laughs> it's a podcast. Don't get us canceled. I just talked about Chinese and Spanish. You're getting me canceled She's already. white too as well. I so know. <laughs> We're on a roll. We're going to hell tonight <laughs> in a whole different handbasket. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so what do you do for a living other than music? Let's um, talk about that. Yeah, That's really cool. I'm a heavy equipment operator and I actually work up in Fort Mac at a oil sands. I drive, it's almost 200 tons, heavy haul trucks. So hauling sand and just moving dirt for a living. Working with a bunch of men. With a bunch of men. And, tr- you know, I've tried coming up with songs to talk about them and just nothing stuck yet. So I'm, nothing, I'm working on it. Nothing G-rated anyways, right? No. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so we're going to give this one more shot for Corey and see where we're at. And if he doesn't answer the damn phone, he's hiding from me. Man. If he can hear us. I think he's drinking and getting drunk in Mexico right now with his Mexican girlfriend. That sounds nice. Mm-hmm. Well, this is his last try, like, seriously. Jerk. Okay, well, if he phones for the show, not my problem. It's too late. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're, you're basically, like, folk music right now, right? Yeah, it's really hard to classify what my genre is, but I'm really persuaded by the folk and indie bands out there. And um, I don't know, all my songs are similar but different in a way and it's really hard to pinpoint exactly what they would fit into so when I classify myself it's folk indie the best way I can describe it and where can they find you like where can everybody find you on your links I'm on Instagram at white owl crew crew with a k and then through my bio all my music streaming sites links website everything's linked through there I'm on Spotify pretty much all major streaming channels you can find my music I'm on Facebook YouTube, Google. And we're looking forward to hearing more from you. And you and I are going to collaborate together with getting you out singing more. So when she comes back from Fort Mac, she's going to have some gigs, hopefully. We had a chat. Fingers crossed. Right? (laughs) Yeah. And uh, get you back on stage and get you going in between. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's been a while. And you have a family. You have, how old are you right now? I am 33 and I'm a single mom. I've got two kids. My daughter will actually be nine in a couple weeks and my son is six. Do you like long walks on the beach? And I love long walks on the beach. Single. I love roses. She's single. Yeah, she's like single. Dinner. I heard the single thing here, and I'm like, so she's this single. is now turned into a dating platform. Yeah. Well, sometimes it is the effing 40s dating platform. You never know. I could be a matchmaker. <laughs> love it. Come on down to the effing 40s. We'll set you up with somebody. Yeah. Okay, we're going to let you In get Mexico. A- well, no, that, that one, he's, we're not talking about him right now. He's got lots of girlfriends. Right <laughs> He's not even answering his phone right now, Corey. (laughs) 
So I'm yelling at you on my podcast and you don't even know it. <laughs> Is there anything else you'd like to share with us? Yeah. Uh, no, other than that, um, I've said it before. I'm a huge mental health advocate and I use my songs for that. Um, Let's talk about that quick. Yeah. And for uh, like for being in COVID, like you've dealt with it pretty coolly. Yeah, I've so written a lot that. of music and actually I'm going to play one of my songs tonight. Um, it's called The Last Dance and I didn't realize it was about depression and suicide and me wanting to take my life until after I wrote the word sound. So sometimes if I think really hard about the song when I'm playing it, I have to stop because I get emotional about it. But Absolutely, yeah. um, I've dealt with mental health struggles since being a teenager, since grade eight is lot. First time I can really remember it and really strike an accord and wanting to take my own life. So, and then obviously with postpartum with my son, I didn't have it with my daughter. Um, that didn't help as well. And I used medication, which helped and I'm off that now. And I'm high on life. That's my, that's my pill now is music and life and the mountains and getting out there. Yeah. You go out the mountains a lot. You do a lot of posts on your stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah. Well, personally, I am very happy that you didn't take your life. Thank you. Yeah. And that you're sharing your music. <laughs> and you're hanging out with and us. Your, your bubbly personality with the world. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Trying. That's awesome. Well, thanks for joining us tonight, honey. We're going to have you back on the show and you guys keep, you know, keep your eyes out because she's going to be start playing a lot more. Mm-hmm. We're going to get you back on the music scene. Thanks, lady. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> and Killer Karen, thanks for joining me as usual. Yeah, I'll be here next week too if Corey doesn't hey. show up. Hey, well, Corey's not coming back till like March. I didn't get that memo. Yeah, I did. <laughs> and we're out. And we're out. <laughs> and uh, just so you guys know, please come down to Beggar. We have entertainment almost every night. Check out our shows online. And I'm uh, going to be producing Comedy Night. So that's another gig I'll be down here for. And they have professional comedians coming down here. Effing 40s is doing the showcase. We got Shoulder High Weeds, which plays on the stage. We have a ton of really cool talent coming on. So stay tuned and look at the links on the beggar page. And Karen's got something to say before we leave. I just want all y'all to know that when I come down to Comedy Tuesdays, I learn so much like from pegging. the community. Hegging. Pegging. Let's talk about pegging. Let's Actually, was not last talk night. about no, pegging. Probably not a Now good I idea. know what that is. I have right. been educated once right. again at comedy night. Yeah. And, and disturbed. And disturbed. Thanks for listening, guys. And enjoy the show. The Effing 40s is sponsored by the Blind Beggar Smokehouse. John William Wade and Associates. Comedy Tuesday night. Swamp Donkey Amps. Tracks VR. One Wheel Services. Corner Salon. Dark Age Creations. Human Input. Magnamata Pro. And, and Buckle, Buckle Vodka. Vodka. Get, Get buckled. buckled. Welcome to the Effing 40s. Well, thanks for having me. You've been in music for a very long time in Calgary. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, been, it's been quite a while now. Uh, probably since well, I, I got here... I'm originally from the Maritimes. I'm from St. John, New Brunswick, originally. Grand Bay as well. Um, I lived in Toronto for about uh, five years, and I've been out in Calgary here for, you know, probably the better part of 20 now. So, and I age myself. <laughs> so, well, you know what? I saw you when I was in my 20s. You were, you were playing, like, in your 20s and stuff at, like, uh, Studio 82 and stuff, right? Yep. Okay, so I do remember you from back then. We used to come and see you all the time. 
Well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. And then everybody's like, I'm like, he's still, he's still playing, but I, you know, I love your shows. Like you sell out the beggar all the time. It's awesome. Every show I've been to, you're sold out. It's been good. It's been very good to us. We're, we're very, very thankful for that. Even under the circumstances with, uh, with the, uh, you know, with the restrictions and things like that, you know, the, the challenges that the, the pandemic has, has certainly thrown at, uh, at our industry. That's for sure. We've had to pivot, you know, uh, quite a bit. And, uh, Doug and, and, uh, and Krista and them down at the, the beggar have been very, very good to us. And, you know, it's, it's, it's turned out to be a pretty good team in that aspect in terms of just advertising and just letting everybody know what's going on. And, yeah. uh, it's been a great environment for us as well to put on a show. I mean, everything, it gets better and better every time. And we're very thankful that, uh, that our audience has, uh, has come to the shows and, uh, and it keeps continuing to grow even with, uh, even with the, you know, with the conditions we've all been in. So. Yeah. And how did that, like, how does that, how did it affect you in the beginning? Basically what happened was, is we were the first industry to, well, once the world shut down, like we did a St. Patty's show, which was our last, we did a wedding the week before that. And, you know, the news was kind of going crazy. Usually, you know, when you hear about these types of things, it's, you know, it's, it's far away, you know what I mean? And it usually doesn't necessarily happen, uh, you know, here, not to the, you know, to that degree. So, and then, uh, the week later after the wedding, we ended up doing, uh, a St. Patty's show and, we literally went from the, the whole place was reserved and then every day as the news got louder and louder about what was going on, there, there just, there was people who were canceling purely out of, uh, you know, just out of fear. And, uh, when we did the show, thankfully it, it was still a good turnout, but it was, uh, it was the last thing. It was literally that was that Saturday. And then I think it was like the Tuesday. By Tuesday, the whole world was shut down. Yeah. And when that happened, like everybody else, we, it was a wait and see. You know, we kind of thought a couple of weeks, maybe even a couple of, and as a month rolled on, you know, we thought maybe a couple of months, you know, it, nobody expected this. And, uh, so ultimately, especially in our industry, we were the first to, uh, we were the first closed down. And unfortunately, we've been the last to get back to work because everything is involved with, uh, an exchange of people and you know at first just didn't seem to be you know how can you safely do this and especially doug i mean doug really uh stepped up at the beggar to you know when we were able to start doing shows again yeah i mean he had plexiglass and everything else i mean it was yeah he's he's done quite a job with the beggar for sure he's a he's a great owner and he's very he's got the the artist's you know intentions like the best intentions for everybody Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, as, as insane as it was to be behind Leslie Glass, going, what is happening? You know? But yeah. at the same time, it was, uh, we were dealing with it just, you know, just trying to deal with what the restrictions were throwing at us. And, and as time has gone on, as things have, have eased up and then things have started to, you know, uh, you know, just turn into, you know, you can do this, you can't do that. So, I mean, we, we've just all been trying to, to, uh, just to accommodate and pivot best we, best we can to make it the best show that, you know, is still worth coming to see. And, 
you know, there's, there's, there has been some people. I mean, I still get messages from some people we haven't seen in a couple of years. Yeah. Because either they're immune compromised or, you know, um, it's, you know, they just want to wait until, you know, or they just, you know, they kind of want to wait till the norm, you know, the world gets back to normal, you know, and that's, that's understandable. But, but even our last show, that which was New Year's Eve there, it was, you know, even with, you know, because we ended up dealing with restrictions that got hit. Yes, I was there. <laughs> yeah, yeah so, that was ridiculous. It was an awesome show, though. It was a lot of fun. Everybody had a great time. We certainly made the best of it. It was, you know, and, uh, you know, despite what was, you know, going on, we still had a, uh, yeah, we still had a, we still had a great time with, you know, lots of friends and, and supporters. We've been, we've been extremely lucky. Um, and it's built over the years. And, uh, yeah, just very, very thankful that they keep coming back to, uh, to see us. And, you know, we work pretty hard to, uh, you know, we work hard for their respect and, and make sure that we keep, you know, adding songs and just try to make it, you know, we want to make sure that they come back for what it is that they know. But, you know, that entertainment aspect, you know, the, the, the factor that, to me, that, you know, kind of needs to be there, there's got to be something they weren't expecting. And we try to throw that in at least, you know, at least a couple of those every show. And uh, so it's enough familiarity of what they of what they know and, and why they're coming and why they're bringing other people with them, thankfully. It's been phenomenal, actually. And so, so I mean, we're very thankful. I mean, I, you know, certainly don't take anything for granted over the years and, 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 uh, you know, and social media has played a huge part in that, especially in, in recent years. It's yeah. been the way, you know, I mean, you know, I, I come from the days of, you know, going out and, uh, going out in plain clothes, you know what I mean? When nobody's around and, you know, putting flyers everywhere. And nobody you know knows I mean? you, and, eh? <laughs> that's right. Doing the incognito thing. And then, you know, and then coming back, you know, uh, ready for the stage and, you know, and, uh, and yeah, just basically he's, he's sort of doing that, uh, that, uh, that Clark Kent Superman thing, you know, so. Yeah, no, I, well, I don't think, yeah, I don't think I'd recognize you in public other than to see you on like a photo, right? But you right. look much different <laughs> on stage for sure with your, you've got some funky outfits. I always love your outfits. Like you Thank actually, you. Yeah, Thank you guys bring it. It's really cool. So when's your next show? Let's pump the next show that you're doing. Absolutely. Uh, the next show is next Saturday, January 29th. It's going to be a New Year's Eve bash two, the sequel. This is for people that because of the, the, the restrictions that happened, everyone of course needed to, you know, to be seated and everything. So some of the, some of the tickets that had been sold, we had to move them to the next show. We had to transfer those tickets. Right. Uh, just to, to accommodate, you know, everybody that was there. So, so this show we decided rather than, you know, than, than, you know, those people, you know, completely missing out, we wanted to make sure that, uh, you know, we missed out on celebrating New Year's with them and, and they did with us. So the idea was, well, you know, let's, uh, let's try to put on a, a you know, a, basically a sequel for, for them and us complete with a countdown and champagne. And, uh, and make it, uh, yeah, make it a, a second New Year's Eve for everybody. So. Yeah, I know it was, so, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah, Saturday, so Saturday, uh, Saturday, January 29th. And where can uh, people find you on your links? Just not to cut you off, but where can they find you on your, like the links so that if they want to take a look at everything? Uh, Facebook is where, is where most of the stuff is updated constantly. Uh, 
Instagram as well. Um, uh, Twitter, not so much. I, I haven't used that as much or whatever. Uh, 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 my wife, <laughs> my wife is on Twitter, but uh, <laughs> most of that stuff, and she'll give me, uh, she'll give me a hard time. You need to be on all that stuff. But anyway, um, it is one of those things where, yeah, Facebook is mostly where we, uh, promote the shows. And that's through, you know, Steve McQueen, the, the Steve McQueen band, uh, Facebook page. We also have a group that started before that, which is called Steve McQueen Band Rock, Steve McQueen Band on Instagram. And I'm, I know I'm forgetting some stuff, but, uh, yeah, I mean, there's, there's other stuff around as, as well. Uh, Blind Beggar basically promotes that stuff as well. So, but we're around. Anybody who joins our group, uh, you know, or, or the page or anything like that, I always say you get a notice whether you need it or not. So. <laughs> yeah, and you don't want to miss it, everybody. Thanks for uh, giving us your time tonight. And we look forward to bringing you back on the show. We'll give you a shout in a couple months and see how things have changed for you. Uh, absolutely. I'm very much looking forward to the follow-up. We can reminisce about, you know, <laughs> the weird believe stuff. we through all that stuff. And aren't we in better days? And, yes. you know, and uh, brighter, sunny days for all of us. Yeah, that would be great to, uh, to talk about uh, all the stuff past tense and how great things are and how thankful we are that they are uh, back to normal. I would love to, Leanne. Awesome. Well, thanks for giving me your time and thanks for joining the Effing 40s. Your show will be out next Friday. So, Sorry, Saturday, January 29th. So not this weekend, next weekend on Saturday night. Yeah, and that's funny because it drops Friday. (laughs) So, (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, you guys, make sure that you're there. It's Saturday night. So when you listen to us on Friday. <laughs> oh, okay. There we go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what is there? Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. For well, sure. thanks for joining us and you have a great night. All right. We are here with Dave Temple in MCC Recording Studios today. Yes, we are. Nice to see you, Leanne. Nice to see you, Dave. I have Eric sitting beside me. Hi. So we're down here. Dave's graced us with his presence. We're lucky to get this interview. We've been excited. We're going to talk about your life in music quick here. First 20. off, how old are you? Am I allowed to ask? I'm 25. 25. Okay. So 25 plus years. 25 plus about 90. Right. I usually get that from a lot I'm of old. people. <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> old but good. How long have you been in the music business? Oh my goodness. Probably since I've been about nine years old. Nine years old. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I played in a family band you know, guitar when I was starting out, my brothers, we had, yeah, actually we did a lot of gigs, you know, we played for, you know, in the Corral in Calgary, Jubilee Auditorium, all kinds of different places. We were kind of a three piece kid band, mm-hmm. like the Jackson five, except white. Well- <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. <laughs> you know, I talked about that last night. I was talking about, you know, Chinese and Spanish. Cause my, my co-host that's usually with me, Corey, is in Mexico right now. And he's oh. got like three different girlfriends or whatever. I always joke around about that. Plus, we were talking about Chinese and Spanish last night on stage. And Karen, Killer Karen says to me, are you allowed to say this? I'm like, if not, we're canceled. It's my show. <laughs> <laughs> but I wasn't being racist, but she's yeah. like, are you actually allowed to talk like that still? Well, you know what? That's kind of funny that you say that because as that was coming out of my mouth, and I absolutely... So many of my friends, in fact, I'm working with a really, really cool producer right now who is a black guy mm-hmm. and he's like so talented. It's amazing. And a lot of my friends are black and I don't know, I've always said brother around them and they all seem cool about it. But, you know, as I was saying the Jackson 5 and then except white, I was like going, oh my God, 
does that sound racist? And I'm so not racist. Like no. all my friends are of all different ethnicities or whatever. And I'm totally down with that. Yeah. And I kind of like that. I like that, you know, we all bring culturally, especially being in music, something very, very different. And it's always nice to be inspired by different things. You know? So how long have you like been doing the recording situation? Recording, well, you know what? When I was in my 20s, I played in a, in a metal band and we had a record deal in Europe. And we had two albums out on, uh, at the time, it would be CBS Records, which would have been now Sony mm -hmm. over in Europe. And we did two records. And so I kind of got my feet wet recording then because then record companies actually gave you a budget to record. So we spent about three or four months on our first record every day in the studio. And then our second record, we spent about eight months every day in the studio. So it was kind of like, oh, so there's more to than just sitting around and, you know, you take a track with the band and then that's what you get. Like you'd think it'd be like a live thing. You start to realize how to make a record is a lot different than when you go on stage. This whole adventure with MCC started in about 2001. Okay. And it started as a kind of a hobby thing. My partners and I were going to be able to do our own music again and that kind of thing. And then it just started to evolve into more. I had a really good studio manager at the time, Rick Mazzoni, and he uh, kind of, he was friends with George Canyon and the Road Hammers and all that kind of stuff. And all of a sudden the country guys were digging our rock and roll vibe. And we started getting into that whole thing. Yeah, we had a uh, Travis Pickering on our show back, God, September, I think it was. Oh, Travis, he's great. He's fantastic. Yeah. Actually, I think he was on my stage in June. Oh, yeah. And July. No, July when we opened up at The Beggar, he came down before he started, like, you know, recording everything with you guys. Yeah. And now he has to go through his agent. <laughs> <laughs> but I can talk to him on the show. He'll still talk to me on the show. He just can't get on our stage. Yeah, he's awesome. And so, like, you, all the artists I've seen lately out of MCC are, like, being nominated, like, four or five different nominations for the CCMAs. Yeah, uh, CCMAs, um, for sure. We had some really good, some, and I'm really always happy to see. We're very fortunate that a lot of good artists, and, I mean, I love all different music. Yeah. But it just seems like... Uh, we kind of luck out and in our adventure of finding what's going to work mutually for the artists and for us as a studio, we've just really always been lucky that way that we've been able to find like-minded individuals that kind of have the same journey. Like we all want to get the best out of each other yeah, and bring the best out of our music, best out of the quality of sound and our strive for, I don't know if it's necessarily perfection, but it's for, perfect in all its imperfections and uh, and really trying to find identifiably you know identifiable sounds for the artist in their own journey finding what they want to do right so we've been lucky that way and i think that that transitionalizes into you know success commercially for the artist and the studio you know so a mutual what, beneficial thing so like what piece of advice would you give to new upcoming artists like the younger crowd now I just say, be true to what you want to do. Like, I mean, guys come in, I don't care about being on the radio. And then as soon as they start hearing the progression of production and what it, what happens, they all want to be on the radio. But I, I always say, don't, don't write songs and don't um, try to do something that doesn't feel comfortable to you. Try and try and be in your own skin and get the best out of your own skin. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, 
I think that that's the, the best advice because if you can be really, really good at what you are doing and, and really, really find yourself in what you're doing as an artist and a musician, I think that that's going to transitionalize into people liking your music. And if it's not authentic, I think it does sound fake. And I do find that in, you know, in country music, especially, which is a lot of stuff that we've done, mm -hmm. a lot of artists are so hell bent on writing commercial songs and that type of thing. And it sounds like it. Yeah. And those songs don't resonate. And, and honestly, I think that that's been the fortunate thing about Johnny and I and MCC is that, you know, we don't really identify with artists that are necessarily their quest is to, well, I'm writing this song so I can have a hit. I'm writing this song so I can, you know, appeal to radio. It's kind of like we want to work with artists that just naturally their flow and their energy is going to bring that to them. And they're doing it for them. And they're doing it for them. And it, that is what transitionalizes. Like uh, we just worked on a project with a gentleman named Brian Lindsay, and he is absolutely a great artist. Like I love him because of the fact that, you know, he's really, really true to what he's doing, but because he's true to what he's doing, it is commercial. <laughs> yeah. And Kevin Knopp too, you know, same type of thing. Like the music's authentic, it's real. And all of a sudden it's likable. Yeah. That's what, you know, radio likes. That's what people like, fans like, and people that like music. It's got to be good, you know? And for you guys that don't know that, it's Kevin Arizona. Because oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. that's what any of his fans are probably to be like, oh, who? Yeah, exactly. You're right. <laughs> Sorry, Kev. <laughs> He'll probably laugh at this. Uh, he probably will. So, um, like, what's the goals for the future, like, um, for MCC recording? What does it look like for you guys? Well, you know what? Uh, it's been interesting because um, COVID was a nice reset. You know, it kind of, we got slow and we got able to hunker down and really define why we're doing this, like Johnny and I. And I think that we really, really found that at the end of the day, we want to make great music. We want to work with good people and we want to enjoy life doing that. And I think that that's been the basis and the foundation again for a reset. And I think, you know, basically we're getting busier and I like that. And we're being able to service a lot of different, <laughs> a lot of different clients in a lot of different ways. It's challenging. It's fun. It's exciting. And it's, it, you know, it just gives you like a lifeline. Like it's incredible for everybody involved. So I think just more of the same and just be more calculated in, you know, picking the right projects that work for us and work for the artists, you know, mm -hmm. and that's kind of what, you know, I think that's the future of what we're doing, you know, really more yeah. of what we've been doing, but except just better. Yeah. And I think COVID reset a lot of people. Like I know I started a business during COVID. <laughs> well, just before. So I started this podcast. It's actually, this week is my anniversary, my two year anniversary for FNG 40s. And I know with business, like COVID was a reset. We started this and we had to keep coming up with creative ways to keep, I mean, there's a thousand podcasts, right? Right. So we had to make sure that we kept it up. And that's where we switched off to music and business and started combining personal business music and, and different walks of life. And I was watching, I've been looking at your Facebook page. I follow everybody pretty closely in the music business and obviously stalk you to get an interview. <laughs> I'm good at that. <laughs> I'm a good stalker for that. But um, I've noticed like everybody's very receptive in this industry and it's a as big as the industry is, it's a small industry. Like it's a, it, it it's is, a tight knit it's, family. Everybody it knows family. each other. 
Yes. Like everybody knows each other. It's wonderful. I, I love that. You know, it's like even like uh, we were talking earlier about uh, CCMAs and uh, going to London. And, and it's kind of like I haven't seen my family for two years, you know. Oh, okay. And, you know, that Is that family. where you're from originally? No, no, I'm from Calgary, but my music family in country oh, music. Oh, okay. Because uh, they didn't have CCMAs last year. Yeah. It was uh, done virtually. So it was kind of like, well, yeah, that's kind of cool, but yeah, whatever. Even though I have to do say CCMAs did a grand job of it then, and they did a hell of a job this year in London. But it was just wonderful to see everybody again. Like, it was like, wow. And you're right. Everybody knows each other. Mm -hmm. and it's like, hey, we've had a two-year break. I kind of missed your face. You're kind of cool, you know? Yeah. And it was great. And, and hearing all the music again, the live music for like four days, it was like, whoa. This yeah. Is, this is killer, man. Yeah, it just warms your heart, right? It, it really did. And and so I like that. And I also know that, you know, with the Alberta Country Music Association, like Country Music Alberta, they're doing their thing in March again. And hopefully, uh, hopefully it won't get shut down. Like, please, Jesus, you know? No, it's and, gone in Britain. We'll be almost done in the next three weeks. Yeah, right. Exactly, right? <laughs> Sorry, so, you didn't say that out loud. So, you know, it's just, it's kind of cool. But the reset thing, I think it gave a lot of people time to kind of figure out, do I want to be an artist? Dave, do you want to have a studio anymore? You know, never that was a question, but boy, you know, like the challenges of, you know, having to work through all the COVID protocols and the shutdowns and revamping and your business, revamping our business and finding creative ways. But at the same time, I was like, wow, you know, we hunkered down. We did different things to, to you know, keep, you know, innovative ways to be able to work with clients. We did a project from Australia, the Wolf Brothers that, um, was 19 songs and oh i song. love them oh they're amazing yeah every single song that they've released on that record has been a number one i've been trying to get an interview with them you know <laughs> yeah. well, they're just amazing yeah but um yeah you know so it was just reaching out and finding different ways to be able to keep the studio busy and i think artists either kind of got on board with hey am i going to do this or am i going to get a job and just go back to life you know so I don't know. That's so how many cool. artists do you really have right now that you record with then? Oh, like hundreds? Well, I'd say, oh yeah, I'd say probably it was funny because every year for the CCMAs, they want to find out if you qualify to be in the top five or top 10 for recording studio of the year. And I submitted about 25 songs for singles that were released last year. Mm -hmm. And Sherry at CCMAs, she goes to me, uh, really? And I'm going... Yeah. And she goes, Dave, I got studios that are applying for this that have done maybe one song or no, no songs. I'm going, we've been lucky, you know, yeah. we've been blessed. You yeah. Know? And that's the truth. You know, I think Johnny is a phenomenal producer. He's a phenomenal engineer and he's charming as hell too. So, you know, yeah. it doesn't hurt. <laughs> well, you, I think you have to be somewhat humble in this business too, to make it right. Like you have to check yourself. Oh yeah. You know, because it, it can get pretty exciting when people are wanting your attention. And yeah. yeah. Well, I think with age comes wisdom. And yeah. If that's one thing that, you know, I can say, hey, you know, probably when I was a younger rock and roller, I was probably fairly arrogant. <laughs> I know everything. And yeah, fuck off. I know <laughs> but, you know, as you get older, you kind of mellow out a little bit in your, you know, you don't lose your attitude. But at the same time, you kind of mellow out in your realization that, hey, I am great, but I'm not really all that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I'm not and, as great as I And I think great. that actually, like, some of the new, I've noticed some of the new bands coming up is that they really need to almost refocus because they think that everything's going to be handed to them. I well, found a lot of new people yes. coming out. The younger crowd doesn't realize how much work 
is involved with all of this? There's marketing, right? Like, could you break it down to us? What's involved with recording and getting the songs out and everything? Well, interesting, because I just had a, a conversation with a young punk band that wanted to do some stuff recording. And it was kind of funny because not to sound like my dad going, well, I remember when, but um, <laughs> honestly, like by the time I was 20 and 21 and 22 playing in bands, I had a major record deal on a major label. And that came from actually working our asses off and hustling and networking and practicing eight hours a day and then playing four hours a, a night. You know what I mean? So it's so different for bands now because they actually think that, well, I'm going to go in and record a record and, you know, someone's going to sign me and I'm going to be big. And it's like, I don't even know where to start with that. Like, how do I even begin to, you know, enlighten somebody who obviously has not even done their homework, you know, like we did our homework. And so I just kind of went, I don't think we're going to be a good fit. Yeah. Because I just kind of went, this is going to be too much of an uphill swing, you know? So I think the process has got to be a learn how to play, learn how to be an artist, learn how to sing. And if you think you're practicing half an hour a day, um, it's not enough. No, it really isn't. You need to, you need to hunker down and get with it if you want to be good. That's the one thing I do respect in the metal scene in Calgary is we work with a few bands like Hazard and a, a few bands like that, where the guys actually they're old school. They kick it hard. Like they practice by themselves. Yeah. They practice as a band. They write, they destroy their songs, come back to the table with their songs. Like they're amazing. And when they come in the studio, they are prepared. Like they are a real unit. Yeah. And, and I really like that. And I think a lot of artists could really take a lesson from bands like that, that actually practice work hard. When they come in the studio, they can play to a click track. And not that that's the end all be all, but they just understand that the fun of music is being in time and uh, being able to float with time and being able to utilize all that kind of stuff is a big deal. Good writing, you know, that's another thing. As much as you practice your instrument, practice your writing. That's what those boys do. And every good country artist, a rock and roller, that's what they do. They, they really practice their writing. Stage, you know, how do you look on stage? Yeah. Like, do you know how, how to get a, a mic'd up sound? Or do you think the sound in your bedroom is going to be the same as when you walk on stage, you know, like, so all these kind of things are, I guess, boils down to get some experience, get some mileage. Yeah. So if you're like 19 and you want to be good by the time you're 20, don't get any sleep. Practice. Yeah. Like you're, you're, li you're living and breathing it. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. it. And honestly, it is a career and you know, any guy who's going to uh, university to be an engineer, he ain't soft dicking it. He's going to school. He's doing his homework. He's probably putting in 12 to 14 hours a day. Rock and roll is no different. Yeah. And if you think it is, well, you know, God bless you because obviously you're doing something better than I did or a lot of people. Have done. And you've been in the music business for how long? Yeah, exactly. But you won't even tell me. <laughs> I'm uh, either, well, I won't get an age. Well, I don't know how long you've been well, in the business. Honestly, I've been in business. Let's see. I started pretty much when I was nine. So 29, 39, 49. So 52 years. Wow. Yeah. You know, so you've seen it all then well, pretty much most of it. I still think I've got a lot to see. Oh yeah. And, yeah. And you know, like, honestly, I think that that's the thing, like I said, like comes with a little bit of age is that wisdom to know that I heard this dude play guitar the other day. He's a young guitar player. He's a shredder killer guy on YouTube. And he called boomer bends and I'm like going, 
that is so fucking funny. So many people were offended because, you know, 80s guys, they always, you know, you know, they do these really, really cool vibrato skills. Yeah. And uh, he's making fun of it. But he wasn't making fun of it. It's just because he's young, he had a term for it that was so rad. And you learn stuff. And that's what I'm saying. Like, when I listen to him play, I go, dude, you, like, you got style. You got cool. You know, like, yeah. you're an amazing guitar player. And you learn stuff from a 19 year old or a 20 year old. So there's no real, there's no real rhyme or reason or, you know, you've seen it all by the time this yeah. age, like you learn something every day, every day, like even today, like with our session, you know, like we've got a collaboration of people in doing a, a kind of a gospel country rock record. Oh, cool. And, um, it is cool. And the guys on the floor are like, you know, they have not all played together before as a unit and see that energy first time energy of these session guys is like, Whoa, are we like, getting a tour today? <laughs> yes, you are. Awesome. I'm so excited. Sorry, I'll take video, you guys. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, you just kind of realize that being open to new things and being letting your energy be open to the universe for that kind of energy is where creativity and, and great things happen. You know. Well, congratulations on all the stuff that you've been putting out and the CCMAs, you know, like that's pretty cool. And I'd like to bring you back in the next couple months to discuss music and stuff like that with if you're okay with that. Any old time, Leanne. Awesome. And uh, yeah, you guys keep your eye out for what's on with MCC Studios coming out. Thank you for joining us, Dave. You're most welcome. Thank and you for uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.